1: stories with nancy grace on sirius xm triumph channel 132 the bombshell news last week that a person of interest has been named in the death of hollywood icon natalie wood that poi person of interest none other than tv star her husband robert wagner We're going straight to a police presser that has just gone down. I'm Nancy Grace, this is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. Alan, take me to the presser.
6: Good morning, my name is Christopher Bergner and I'm the captain for the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department's Homicide Bureau. Thank you all for coming out this morning. In 2011, the Los Angeles County Sheriff's (laughs) Department reopened the investigation of Natalie Wagner Wood and her drowning death. As a result of these efforts, Witnesses were identified in 2011 and 2012 that uh, weren't previously known. This case remains a suspicious circumstances death and the information that came forward in 2011 and 2012 has helped present a more articulate timeline in this case. I'd like to thank the witnesses that came forward at that time for providing information and reach out to the general public for those that have first hand knowledge of the circumstances that occurred that night with Ms. Wood and I turned over to Lieutenant John Carina for additional information regarding this case. First of all, I have to
3: apologize. Uh, last week I got, got that flu that's going around, as you can tell, and so uh, I got that deep uh, gravelly voice, so I gotta take a break here and take a drink of water. Uh, bear with me. Um, uh, as Captain Bergner was saying, uh, we, op- we, op- we op- took another look at this case back in 2011. And uh, that's the one, really the only press conference we did uh, on this case was back then. We uh, held one press conference. And from that press conference, we ended up with like uh, well over 100 people came forward with information about this case. Uh, people were very uh, – uh, wanting to get um, – uh, really want to get involved and they want to uh, kind of tell us what they knew and it was extremely helpful because we end up identifying witnesses or people who had uh, information about the case who had never come forward so they uh, end up coming forward and and telling us their story and that's one of the things we've run into uh, this case in many cases is like uh, people don't think their information or what they know might be might not be important well it was in this case and uh, it's helped us recreate some of the timeline and what happened on that weekend, and then uh, right up to the point where Natalie Wood ends up uh, going into the water, so it's uh, uh, it's been extremely helpful for us. Now, this was back in 2011, 2012, 2013. You know, it's been a little while, but we've been investigating the case, and up until about a year and a half ago, uh, we were still getting uh, information and tips from people calling in. Although they were just trickling in then, and th- things have kind of dried up now. So uh, we were approached by a news agency, wanted to uh, take another look at the case. We thought it was a good, a good idea to try and uh, go ahead and do that and get it back out in the public eye. And that's what we did. Uh, we thought it was a good idea just letting everyone know kind of where we're at with the investigation. And that's why we're here today.
7: Nancy, that news organization was the CBS show 48 Hours. And Los Angeles County Sheriff's Detective John Corina continues answering questions from reporters.
5: What is the you
3: what <clears throat> well, there's new witnesses. And um, uh, there has, we have looked at um, w- really what we've, re- we've interviewed, a lot of new people, and uh, people on the island, people who were mo- moored near the boat uh, uh, that night or that weekend, people who had a kno- uh, knew the couple or had knowledge of uh, what was going on that weekend. So it's been extremely helpful in recreating what happened.
4: I know. So in the uh, 48 Hours report, there was this discussion about these two individuals,
6: the woman saying that she had seen Mr. Or. Seen two people, a man and a woman, on the back of the boat. They heard the voices that identified them as <clears throat> Hollywood and, and, uh, and uh, Robert Wagner. Who is this person? How is it that they didn't think that was important in 1981? And is there any discussion about re-interviewing Robert Wagner? Um, well, the first part of that
3: question is there. There's actually more than one witness, in, uh, who came forward and heard them uh, on the back of the boat arguing. And, uh, they, and what was important about that is uh, they corroborate what uh, Dennis DeBurn was saying, that he was on the boat and heard the arguing. And that uh, it was really intense and that so bad that he had went down to the cabin to check on them because he was worried that there was some kind of assault going on. And um, uh, that's when he was told to go away by uh, Robert Wagner. And then uh, Natalie and Robert Wagner end up on the back of the boat arguing, and then it goes quiet. So uh, those witnesses, who were on a different boat nearby, corroborate exactly what Dennis DeVern was telling us. Um, and yes, of course, we want to talk to Robert Wagner. You bet. Uh, we'd love to hear his side of his version of events. The uh, version of events he's, he's portrayed in the media, I think, um, we he told the, the original investigators and what he's, what he's portrayed since then, really don't add up to what we found or what we've, we've been, we found by talking to other people and, uh, uh, that weekend, what they've seen, what they saw, what they heard.
1: Lieutenant Corona and his partner, Detective Ralph Hernandez now say they have testimony from two witnesses both both of whom say they heard a fight one of whom according to Hernandez quote saw figures on the back of the splendor a male and a female whose voices they recognized as Robert Wagner and Natalie Wood arguing important In the back
7: of the boat. Originally, the only information detectives had placing the couple outside the boat was boat Captain Dennis Deverne's statement. But as Detective Corina tells 48 Hours, they now have a witness who not only heard them, but saw
8: them. Saw figures on the back of the Splendor, male and a female, whose voices they recognized as being Robert Wagner and Natalie Wood, arguing in the back of the
9: boat. And how credible are these new witnesses? Oh, they're, uh, they're very credible, they have no
3: reason to lie, and, they, and they, their story matches what Dennis Deverne says.
9: Like Deverne, both witnesses say the argument stopped suddenly. And then all of a
8: sudden there was nothing, complete silence.
9: Nothing but the sounds of a rough sea on a cold, dark November night, says Lieutenant Karina.
3: No one saw anybody go in the water, nobody heard a splash, nobody heard anything, they just heard the argument. And, and silence.
1: Joseph Scott Morgan,
3: professor of forensics at
1: Jacksonville State University, that is big, Joe Scott, and I'll tell you why. It places him, Robert Wagner, the POI, person of interest, at the back of the yacht where the dinghy is tied up, and where many people believe that's where she exited, let me say euphemistically, the boat, right there at the dinghy. He, according to these two witnesses, not me, not Alan, not Jackie, not Brian or anyone else, two witnesses place them at the back of the yacht, at the spot of the dinghy, arguing in the night she goes overboard along with the dinghy being let loose. That's bad.
4: Yeah, it is bad. I I think from an investigative standpoint, I would have to ask this question, though. Uh, how did the people that are ear earwitnesses, eyewitnesses, how did they recognize uh, specifically the voices of Robert Wagner and Natalie Wood, distinguish them from all other voices on the face of the planet? Uh, I, I would I would have to press that question. Uh, maybe they did hear arguing. Uh, maybe they did bear witness to it. But I think that that's going to be a big question that's going to come up. All of a sudden, this kind of floats to the surface. All of a sudden, these these two people that materialize, it leaves me scratching my head a bit here. What we do know uh, in this particular case is that the I've examined the autopsy report many times on Natalie Wood and, uh, and even used it in class to teach my classes with. She doesn't have what we would commonly refer to as some kind of fatal trauma uh, where she's been... Uh, hammered to the point, uh, beaten to the point where she is uh, has a depressed skull fracture or anything. Most of the stuff that she has are very superficial, but her lungs were filled with water. We do know that.
7: Nancy, we also know from the ship captain, Dennis Deverne, the details about the argument that night after the couple and Christopher Walken returned from the restaurant on the island.
8: Here's how he and Detective Corina explain it
7: to 48 Hours.
8: Natalie puts on the kettle to have a cup of tea. I light a couple candles. I opened a bottle of wine. Natalie and Christopher continued to giggle, just having fun. And then Robert Wagner, out of the clear blue, picked up the bottle of wine and smashed it.
3: It breaks and goes everywhere. And he yells at Walker, what are you try to do, F- my wife?
8: Uh, everything just kind of stops. Natalie, she said, I cannot take this. And she went into her room.
9: According to Deverne, Christopher Walken also went to his room.
8: Then R.J. went into the room, Natalie and R.J.'s room, started arguing, yelling, things being thrown about.
9: At that point, Deverne also leaves and goes up to the bridge at the top of the boat, says Lieutenant Karina.
3: He hears them arguing, the argument's getting louder, and he hears a lot of uh, thumping. He says it sounds to him like uh, there's like a physical fight going on inside there. To the point where he's so concerned, he, he uh, walks back down and he knocks on the door. And Robert Wagner opens the door and he says, he has this look, crazy look on his face, and he says, is everything okay, boss? And he's like, go away. He looks so angry, he says, I was worried about my own safety that I just, I left, I went back up to the uh,
1: bridge. Take a listen to what Robert Wagner himself says. Now, his account of that evening is very different.
8: Walken and I got into an argument. At one point, I picked up a wine bottle, slammed it on the table, and broke it into pieces. Natalie was already below decks at that point.
1: Ellen Killoran joining me, investigative reporter with CrimeOnline.com. What do you make of it? Well, Wagner had changed
0: his story a little bit, even in the, in the time when he was speaking to investigators. Initially, he said that he felt that Natalie wanted to get away from the argument that she had been having with him all weekend and went back to shore, went back to to land. And then later he said, well, maybe she went out and and heard a dinghy banging against the boat, tried to untie it and slipped and fell.
7: Yes, you know, Ellen, in his 2008 memoir, Wagner
8: addressed the dinghy theory. Let's listen. Natalie was in the master cabin and heard the dinghy banging against the side. She got up to retie it she slipped on the swim step on the stern and was either stunned or knocked unconscious and rolled into the water. The loose dinghy floated away. My theory fits the few facts we have.
0: Those are two really different things, and both of them seem pretty incredible given what we know about Natalie, which is that she was absolutely terrified of the water. And even if she did hear the dinghy banging against the boat, and when she, and, and wanted the noise to stop, she could have asked the captain to do that. She didn't have to go do that on her own.
1: Joe Scott in?
4: I think that uh, I'd be very curious, Nancy, if she was debilitated in some way, uh, hampered, uh, and that's the big question. I, I've, you know, I've, I've asked for some time, uh, could uh, drugs or alcohol have played into this? Uh, I don't know that that she had enough uh, enough substances on board. Uh, to have on her in her system that would have impaired her ability right uh to make good judgments here uh and you know it just seems the whole thing seems like a red herring uh you know for all these years they're talking about uh two guys having an argument over the wife and uh and and suddenly you know the dinghy is cut loose she's found floating in the water some period of time later it's all very confusing
1: i don't find it that confusing and dennis davern uh came clean long ago, take a listen.
8: I believe that Robert Wagner was with her up until the moment she went into the water.
1: I need all the energy I can muster to continue giving it my all, being a mom of two, and investigating the major crimes across our country like Natalie Wood's tragic drowning. You know how I do it? One of the ways? Super beats and this is why. Circulation is crucial to energy and stamina. Circulation gets oxygen and nutrients throughout your body. So you can exercise longer, do more every single day. But what can you do to promote that healthy circulation? Drink Super Beats. Super Beats promotes your body's own natural ability for healthy circulation. Increased energy, stamina, All day long into the evening. And only super beets made from beets grown to exacting standards. Then concentrated down into superfood crystals. I mix it with water and ice and sip it throughout the day. If you want to improve your circulation and your energy... Call 800-516-0683 or go to nancysbeats.com, N-A-N-C-Y-S-B-E-E-T-S. With your first order, get another 30-day supply of Super Beets for free, plus indicator strips to see how Super Beats working for you, plus free shipping. 800-516-0683 or go to nancy'sbeats.com today. After years of investigation, in the last hours, movie and TV star Robert Wagner named a person of interest in the horrific drowning death of his wife, movie icon, Natalie Wood. I, how do you see Robert
5: Wagner? Is he a person <clears throat> of interest? Is he a suspect? that's he been a person of interest? What's, how do you...
3: Well, he hasn't, he hasn't always been a person of interest. Obviously, he was on the boat. There were four people on the boat that night. One of them ended up in the water dead. Um, uh, so, but as the investigation progressed, I mean, we were able to recreate the timeline and cut, get it down to where he was the last person with her on the back of the boat arguing before everything went quiet. And then uh, next thing you know, uh, there's DeVern comes down to check on what, what happened. And there's Robert Wagner in the salon of the boat. He's saying, Natalie's gone. She's missing, you know? And then uh, he sends him to go look around the boat to look for Natalie. It's not that big of a boat. And next thing you know, he tells him, oh, and by the way, the dinghy's now gone. So it uh, uh, didn't make any sense. No one heard the dinghy start up. No one heard the dinghy take off. She, she doesn't drive the dinghy. Um, I go on and on, but yeah, it just an, uh, didn't add up.
6: Well, right now, he's officially
3: a person of interest? Well, he's a person of interest because he's the last person with her before she went in the water. Right? So he's there, he's the last one with her, and somehow she gets in the water. Lieutenant,
5: what's the difference between a person of
6: interest and a suspect, in your
3: view? Well, you know, this is a suspicious death investigation. It's not a murder investigation. So he's not a suspect of committing uh, of, uh, a of murder or a crime. We're just trying to figure out what happened from that point, from that argument, and then how she got in the water. But so what's a person of interest? Just that. He's a person of interest, like. Uh, um, he was there with her, last person with her, before she ends up dead. Well,
0: can you make him talk to you, is that now that he's a person in this, because
3: he's denied? Not in the United States of America, we can't. You know, he can, he can say, uh, no, I don't want to talk to you. So, And that's his right, we understand that, and we've tried to talk to him. And so far, he's uh, uh, didn't want, he doesn't want to talk to us. Could there be a point where you decide we want to press charges
7: against him? Yeah, no,
3: no, to... no, not right now. Like I said, it's a suspicious death investigation. We're not pressing charges on anyone. We're still trying to uh, just figure out what happened.
6: Lieutenant, okay. would you say there's anything in this case in uh, evidence so far? What's that bean? Would you say there's anything in the evidence that you have so far, witnesses plus physical evidence, which would indicate there were aggressive actions taken which led to the death of
3: everyone? Well, there, you know, that that's, um, uh, there were, I would have to say, um, there, there was uh, what Dennis DeVern heard, you know, it sounded like a fight going on in the salon and, and, um, in their stateroom, at their bedroom. It sounded like Robert Wagner and Natalie Wood were fighting. And he came down from the top of the boat to check on him because he was well, so worried. He said Robert Wagner looked so angry, so crazy, that he told him, he was afraid for his own safety, so he went back up. and we Robert Wagner told him, get out of here. So he went back up to the top of the boat. And then they end up on the back of the boat arguing before everything went quiet. And then, yes, there were bruises on Natalie Wood's body that um, uh, that's that, that's the coroner's purview. Obviously, they're the experts, but they said they say they're non mechanical. They're caused probably by another person.
6: So okay. in essence, we are saying that whoever was there at the end of it, would have inflicted those injuries, which could be consistent with either a struggle a fight, or someone getting tossed, <coughs> or thrown off the back of that boat. Yeah, I can't say who, who caused
3: the injuries, but uh, um, they well, may have they, they could, could have been caused by boat. someone else. What's that? There aren't that many people on the boat. Right. And we, we know who was with her before she went. The last person who was with her before she went to the water. But and that is. was Mr. Wagner. Are
6: we any closer to solving this case today <clears throat> than we were
3: 30 years ago? Uh, we're closer to understanding what happened. I think we're closer to understanding exactly what happened that weekend and how it kind of went down. I think before we were all uh, believing the story. Oh, she must have gotten the dinghy tried to go into town in her nightgown and her socks by herself when it's raining out and the seas are really rough. In there, it's uh, you can't even see in the in the, at midnight, and um, which made no absolutely no sense if you really think about it. So, um, I think we're gonna have a better understanding now what happened. Uh,
5: Christopher a, as well.
3: No, he's not. No, he uh, he was actually uh, supposed to be in his stateroom sleeping, and uh, De- confirmed that when he went searching for Natalie Wood, he was in his stateroom
6: uh, sleeping. And just one other thing the, um, the two witnesses you say are they um separate from- the stockbroker
0: and her boyfriend job. Yes. Are they two separate witnesses? Yes. If she has these bruises on her face that you believe were caused by someone else and you sound like you don't believe that she got in the dinghy, what is it gonna take for this to be a murder investigation? And then at that point could Wagner be a suspect and then he'll be forced
1: to talk to you?
3: Uh no, he's we can never force him to talk to us. Obviously he's uh, he has rights, and he can he, he can uh, not talk to us if he doesn't want to, um, suspect or not. But um, uh, the only time it's gonna turn out to be, you know, to be, uh, uh, we, is it gonna be an accident or murder is we find out how she went in the water. If she, was she placed in the water? Was she unconscious and then placed in the water? Was she put in the water by somebody? Um, so, or did she accidentally fall in the water and nobody helped her? Have you seen this fight in relevant information since the 48 Hours Project? I'm sorry what was that? Have you previously interviewed Mr. Wagner? No. Uh, we have not.
6: Have you seen any relevant information coming your way
3: since the 48 <coughs> hours broadcast uh, again? <coughs> we have gotten uh, a lot of calls, people calling again and saying they have some information to give us, yes. So we have been picking up uh, quite a few callers, uh, people leaving tips. Mm-hmm. You earlier said that his story has changed over
7: the years, is that what you said? Like, can you explain that how
3: uh, and I'm no expert on this, but I know his, his original story, what he said that happened that weekend. Um, you know, they're all talking in the salon. She went down below to the, be- the stateroom, room, the bedroom, and next thing he knows, he goes checks on her and she's gone. And so he figures, oh, she must have gotten the dinghy went into town in her pajamas, in her socks, in the middle of the night, for some reason, she's gonna, and it's raining now, she's going to go take the dinghy, but she never drives, probably doesn't know how to drive it, and take it into town. When, the, when the Vern suggests, hey, we should turn on the light to look for her, he says, no, no, no. Instead of saying, yeah, let's look for her. No, 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 we'll turn the light on. Well, he says we should call somebody. No, 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 let's wait. And, 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 and he's on a boat himself. He can unhook his own boat and go look for her. He doesn't even do that. Instead, he takes the Vern up to the top of the boat, starts climbing with alcohol for the next hour and a half, getting him drunk while they wait around see what happens
1: i want to go straight to ellen kiloran joining me investigative reporter with crimeonline.com. also with me joseph scott morgan death scene investigator and professor of forensics at jacksonville state university dr brian russell lawyer and psychologist and host of id's hit series fatal vows Alan and jackie joining in Ellen, what can you tell me about recent reports that have also just hit that Robert Wagner says he drank whiskey for an hour after Nally's vanishing? That's right. Um, this um, in the forty-eight
0: hour special this weekend, the captain of the Splendor, Dennis Deverne, who has said for a long time that he believes Wagner had something to do with it, said in the show that he that Wagner knew. ...around midnight that Natalie was gone, but he refused to do anything to look for her in the water. Javerne said, let's put on the floodlights and look at, look into the water. And He said, no, 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 she's probably just gone to shore. And the two of them sat for over an hour and drank whiskey before Wagner made a call to anyone, which was about at one thirty. before he called anyone at all.
1: Okay, to me that's damning. Yes. But it's certainly not enough to build a, a case at trial. That's not enough to prosecute actor robert wagner wagner now facing intense pressure regarding the boating death of his beautiful actress wife natalie wood allegations surfacing he sat up drinking whiskey with the boat captain over an hour after natalie goes missing before decided to call the coast guard now the yachts captain told me that himself but listen
9: to what he says on 48 hours according to the story devern told investigators wagner then breaks out a bottle of scotch and the two men sit drinking while more than an hour passes
8: before you know it, we're oblivious and it's time we have to call somebody she's gone
1: we've long-heard claims that Robert Wagner, furious, believing that Natalie Wood was flirting with her co-star in Brainstorm Christopher Walken, that he smashed a bottle of wine in front of them and said to Walken, what are you trying to do? F my wife? Well, I guess that's the end of that party, right, Dr. Brian Russell? I mean, when someone uh, smashes a wine bottle in front of your guest and accuses them of trying to be with their wife... Yeah, that's the end of that party,
5: Brian. Yeah, and it really does. You're right. It's uh, this is damning stuff, and it paints a picture of a potential. At, at least you you hear this, and you can understand how it could have been a fatal vows case. At the same time, I'm worried, as you know, we've discussed this before about this. Dr. Trend. Russell.
1: Dr. Russell. How is it that you manage to work in the name "fatal vows" into every conversation you and somehow you work in investigation discoveries "fatal vows" hit series? Okay, you know what? There, I think I've said it enough. I'll say it some more. Okay, Dr. Brian Russell, how should this have been in your hit series "Fatal Vows"? Go ahead. Well, the floor
5: is yours. I I don't know that it should, and and what I was going to say is I'm worried about this trend that we're seeing where you know, a, a crime happens a long time ago, and now here comes somebody making a documentary or a Netflix series or a podcast or whatever about it, and all of a sudden we're getting news stories from the same people or different stories from different people, and now there's a big, uh, if it, if it's somebody was found guilty before, now there's a bunch of big exculpatory evidence, or if nobody was found guilty before, now there's damning evidence, I, I'm worried about that trend. And and, and I don't, I agree with you Uh, as interesting television as this may have made for 48 hours, uh, I, I'm worried about putting too much stock in it, especially when people are telling stories for the first time that they supposedly have known for all these years, and just now they're deciding uh, when they have a chance to be in a television hey, special. Hey, 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 hey! Rain it
1: in, Dr. Brian Russell. Curb your enthusiasm, just a moment. It's not all on 48 Hours. What about what police say? Listen to Lieutenant Corona and his partner, Detective Ralph Hernandez. How many times has uh,
6: Mr. Wagner refused?
3: I think we've, we've reached out to him like at least two or three times,
6: and uh, uh, through him and through his attorney, and, and uh, he's refused to talk to us. And, and these two new witnesses, as an investigator, 30 years has elapsed, and suddenly they remember something that is very interesting to you. I mean, people tend to change their view of things as time goes on, and maybe they think of, I mean, how credible are these new witnesses?
3: Our biggest, our biggest challenge is time, right? For many of the witnesses have passed away. Uh, people were on boats nearby. Um, original investigator on the case uh, passed away recently, so it's like um, uh, you're right. The time's our biggest enemy here. We can only do what we can do. <clears> this, <throat> so we're reaching out one last time, see if people, anybody else, will come forward with the information they know. Like I said, we're already getting a bunch more calls just by doing this, uh, and um, um, people are calling in and. And uh, offering some some information,
6: so. And, and the information you have today, you do not think you can call this a homicide or charge Mr. Wagner uh, with death? Correct. That's right.
3: There was
9: a
8: young woman. Have you found the gun yet? Yeah. We got a lot, lot more questions. Ah.
7: Well. I, I, I was
4: wondering
3: how many unsolved homicide cases you have, and why departments spending time on one. Um, <clears throat> you know, we were we were asked back in two thousand eleven to look at this case. It's not something we went out and saw it. We were asked uh, by the captain then of homicide uh, back in two thousand eleven to take a look at the case because some information came in. Um, I wasn't even on the department, or I know uh, Detective Hernandez wasn't on the department when this, this incident even happened. So we looked at it and we said, yeah, there's some, there's some questions there that we're taking a look at. So we did, and um, I think it's just opened up more questions. And uh, we, Actually, I think from the investigation we have a much better idea of what happened. And so I think it's been very productive. Um, it's, it's actually made uh, um, given us more questions and made us more suspicious of what happened that weekend
6: without going so into anything on your mind, without saying publicly, is there an informal time limit based on all this information that you're now assessing where you're going to have to make a decision for fiscal or other reasons to Fisher F.A. close this case permanently or continue to go ahead with it? Right. I think,
3: you know, we're doing our last uh, uh, shot here and seeing whether anybody else come forward with any information. But you're right, we can't keep. Uh, uh, Working this case, I mean, we work a lot of cases and we juggle a lot of cases, so we're not just working this one, we're doing other cases as well. So, um, um, you know, we, uh, we work what we can, if there's information to follow up on, we will. And when the tips all dry up, then I guess we move on to the next one, the next case.
6: Back in 2013, we spoke to some people on Catalina. Like Doug Bombard was one of them, the founder of Barney, as you spoken to him. He, he firmly believed that the evidence would suggest that, that the others were asleep on the boat, that it was so rough in, in the water. And the dinghy was banging around, and she went back to try to tie up the buoy, and wow. fell off the boat, hit her head, fell fell in the water, and drowned. Does the evidence
3: not support that theory? Uh, no, it doesn't. That's all conjecture. I'm just making, you know, I'll just make up a story that I think might have happened. Um, no, it doesn't support that. And, and Natalie Wood's a big movie star. We all remember back then. She's like one of the biggest movie stars, and she doesn't do that kind of stuff. She, she's going to tell Dennis Deverne, he's the boat caretaker, hey, go take care of that boat. And uh, even Deverne said the boat was not banging on the, the, uh, the, the boat, uh, the dinghy was not banging on the boat. They tie it there all the time. That's where they tie it, and they know what they're doing. They go out all the time on the boat. It's not like uh, you can't just make up a story. I think that's what happened.
1: What do you make of it, Dr. Russell?
5: The idea that there was an argument aboard this vessel between Wagner and Wood is not new. That's been out there for decades. The big supposedly new news here is that Wagner supposedly sat there drinking for a long time before saying, okay, we better maybe alert the authorities that she's missing. Now, you can imagine that that, that perhaps uh, he had something to do with it. And so he thinks, okay, I don't want to alert the authorities for a while because I want to make sure that she's uh, good and dead before they show up on the scene. Uh, Don't want them to rescue her. Okay, maybe but it's also possible that he really believed that she left on her own volition and, and he was miffed about that. And he thought, well, you know, okay, she took off, she went ashore, uh, she's she's doing what she wants to do and and he's uh, drowning his sorrows in alcohol. And then after a while, he he sort of thinks, well, you know, I better make sure she made it to shore safely. I better call the authorities and have them look for her. So, uh, you know, the bottom line of this for me is, I don't think we're gonna solve this. Unless he had something to do with it and he comes clean and confesses, all these years later, I don't think we're solving it.
1: Take a listen to what the person of interest, Natalie's husband, Robert Wagner, TV star, has to say.
8: When you're in love, you're responsible for the other one. She's responsible for me and I was responsible for her. And, you know, this accident that occurred, um, I wasn't there. I wasn't there for her. And that's always within me.
1: Take a listen to what Natalie's sister, Lana Wood, tells us. Lana, is it true that detectives told you they were very close to making an arrest in the case?
10: Absolutely. They they came to my home and said that they had everything they needed for an arrest and that the district attorney would not move forward and I said I, I I don't understand and he said please get that word out because they feel that there's something going on and I said fine if somebody asks me I will I will
1: tell them so they came to your house and said they have enough for an arrest but the DA is sitting on it yes did you believe that they were referring to Robert Wagner? Did they tell you it was Robert Wagner? Oh, of course. Yes. Yes. They told you it was Robert Wagner. That's what they said.
7: Nancy, Natalie's sister, Lana Wood, is now back with us. Miss Wood, what is your initial reaction to hearing this Los Angeles County Sheriff's News Conference?
10: Um, that's, a, that's actually a very complicated answer. Uh, my first reaction is I'm... Incredibly grateful to them for this amount of time, the perseverance um, that they've shown, the um, the work that they've put into this case. I think is absolutely phenomenal. Every time I hear something new, it's upsetting, it's jarring, it's you know I'm so torn at everything because I know that it causes me pain it causes my family it causes natalie's family but it's really really at the point where enough is enough you know the truth has to come out if i've got to fight for it i will i i i have to you know set aside um a lot of things that uh that i've never never really wanted to entertain and. and and go forward and um, try, try everything I possibly can to get at the truth. It's just there are too many things about all of this that have always bothered me, but I've never had a voice like that of the detectives who have said, you know, this fact, this fact, this fact, this fact. Well, you can't ignore that. I don't understand how anyone can. Um I know it's an ugly thing to face but it's something that happened and I think it's time we all face it.
7: Miss Wood do you expect that Robert Wagner will finally sit for an interview with the sheriff's investigators?
10: I don't know he never has. He has lied to my face. Um his attorneys have you know dodged around saying he's cooperating. No he didn't he cooperated at the initial investigation 30 odd years ago he has never cooperated but yet he looked me in the face and said he did i he, he, this simply astounds me because i do have a great belief in the truth and i, I don't understand there are many things i don't understand about Things that have happened. Um, seriously, if my dog fell overboard on a, a boat during the middle of the night in a cold, dark, I would be in the water trying to get that dog. I, I don't know of anybody who wouldn't. Natalie was his wife. It, it, then, when the they river. found her, why? Why didn't he? Why didn't he go to her? and and stay with her with her body, you know, I i it, they, I don't understand any of this behavior. Why I you know, I just don't understand any of it. You would think that um you know, you would do anything on earth if someone was investigating to help. Why isn't he helping? Why does he refuse to do that?
7: Miss Wood, after all of these years to hear this news conference by investigators, is it satisfying in some way or just bittersweet?
10: Uh, bittersweet, yes, but yes, it it is. Um, I don't know if satisfying is the the proper word that I would use, but it's 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 jarring, but it also uh, it it also gives me hope. And I've never had hope. I've buried my head in the sand. I've not wanted to deal with it. I don't want to hurt. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. Well, that attitude is over. You know, it's it, this has given me um, a, a, a new lease on life. Um, I this is this has got to be seen through. And I've got to stand up for Natalie. And I wish, I wish RJ would have the courage to say what happened. And if he's made mistakes, he should have the courage to admit them. You know, it, it, I I want to wring my hands. <laughs> I become so frustrated. But I'm also hopeful at the same time, which is why I said initially the uh, you know the answer is complicated lots of different feelings all at once.
1: Robert Wagner. He is not a suspect. He is a person of interest. And now we head to California where an allegedly suicidal 28-year-old woman... Kills a father of two, an aspiring doctor, by, in an attempt to kill herself, drives the wrong way up an interstate where people are going 75, 85 miles an hour and smashing, colliding, crashing head on into this father of two's car. Grace Elizabeth Ward allegedly drives directly into oncoming traffic on Interstate 5 near Redding, California. Just killing was oh, horrible a father of two ryan folsom in a head-on collision allegedly driving straight through a central barrier to carry out her deadly maneuver folsom was on his way to an interview an aspiring doctor his wife is pregnant with their third child and all that happens to grace elizabeth ward on her suicidal mission she gets a broken leg. That's it. Why? Straight to John Limley, Crime Stories investigative reporter. Take it from the top. John, what happened?
2: Nancy, all of this took place on a Sunday near the city of Reading in Northern California. That former college football star and young father, Ryan Folsom, was on Interstate 5 heading to an interview for a residency position as a doctor at the same time grace elizabeth ward is in her car also on i5 she's heading north on the highway when all of a sudden she steers her car into the cable that divides the north and southbound lanes she hits the cable but it doesn't break she drives a little further she finds an opening uh, in the cable meant for emergency vehicles She drives through and stops on the other side of the median. It's at this point that Ward picks up her phone and calls her mom. Now, this is anything but a casual catch-up. Ward tells her mom that she's going to kill herself. After a few minutes, Ward hangs up, hits the accelerator right into oncoming traffic. There are three vehicles that narrowly manage to avoid uh, colliding with Ward. Then finally, Ward hits a Honda Accord with such force that the impact flips her vehicle and catapults this Honda down an embankment. Ward's vehicle immediately bursts into flames right there on the highway. The other car is hidden from view, completely out of sight for the moment. Ward has just smashed into Ryan Folsom and he has just a matter of minutes before he dies.
1: I'm, I'm overwhelmed. I've heard of, you know, homicide by suicide or suicide homicide packs, but murdering another person, an unknown person, In your attempt to commit suicide, Dr. Brian Russell with me, lawyer and psychologist, host of I.D.'s Fatal Vows hit series. Dr. Russell, I guess people that are trying to commit suicide, and it has been said that every deeply thinking person has wondered, uh, at least wondered about suicide before, but when you're in the throes of a suicidal ideation, I guess... Other human life means nothing to you. I I, I don't have the words. I'm just a lawyer to describe what I think was going on in her mind. Of course, it's no defense under the law, Dr. Bryan.
5: Well, you're correct that suicide is a very self-focused act. However, the vast majority of suicidal people do not uh, intend or, or you know, even think about taking others out at the same time. So there's something else going on here. As you know, I literally wrote the book on entitlement. And this is just about the height of entitlement, if you think about it, that somebody is going to soothe their own psychological pain and take themselves out of this world to get away from it. But in in the process, the, the way they're gonna do that is by taking somebody else out with them or multiple other people. It's kind of like the, the height of this this idea was a few years ago when when the German wings pilot took the entire plane down as a means apparently of killing himself and, and took out hundreds of other people with him. Thank God, you know, that this is as horrible as this is, it's amazing that she only took out. One person.
1: You know, I'm I'm looking at a photo of her in court. She's got her whole life in front of her. Now I'm looking at the victim, Ryan Folson's beautiful young wife and their two children, two little boys, and his wife now expecting a third child. She Ward tells investigators reportedly that she deliberately carried out the maneuver because she wanted to kill herself, according to TV, This guy, Ryan Folsom, a college football star, just starting his medical career, waiting for his third child to be born. You know, Joe Scott Morgan, I, I often hear, why do good people get mowed down? And bad people thrive. What? Well, why? I just get overwhelmed sometimes, Joe Scott, by the, the nature of homicide.
4: The old adage "wrong place, wrong time" comes to mind. Uh, and the you know the big thing about it is is you know I'm sure that uh, everybody would sit around and, and ask these questions about you know why why why, um, and I think that this young mother is left. Uh, with the question, what, you know, what, what am I going to do now? What am I going to do now? I'm, I'm absent. My partner in life here, I've got a baby on the way. I've got two other beautiful little angels that I'm taking care of and their daddy's gone. I mean, just, just wiped off of the face of the planet, you know, in a millisecond uh, because this person drove headlong into his car Driving the engine block of his own car into his lap, literally. These photos are horrible in this particular case, and uh, and in an in a instant, in a flash, it's over.
1: With. You know, it's just amazing to me um, how self-centered this act was. To John Limley, Crime Stories investigative reporter, is it true her bail has been set at one point five million? dollars and if she is convicted she faces life behind bars what can you tell me about the charges and the
2: bail that is correct nancy and this woman is known to have not much in the way of of income she was uh, disabled she was in a wheelchair um had been reported with a diagnosis of depression for many years uh before this incident
1: you know it's just it's bad enough it's sad enough let me say that someone wants to commit suicide and take steps to do it but to take down an innocent person as you're going you know it's really taking me down a path that i was recalling when i learned about this story dr russell when my fiancé was murdered, he was out working in a remote area on a construction site. He was almost through with his geology degree. He had been on baseball scholarship at another college that did not offer exactly the geology degree he wanted. So when he finished there, he had a few classes he had to finish up at a different university to get that specific degree. And in the summer... To make money, he was working on a construction site for a guy that was a friend of his dad's that had a construction company. At lunchtime, he, being the guy that he was, said, hey, I'll go drive to the closest quick trip or whatever it was and and get everybody soft drinks and whatever you want, and he left. He was driving back in to the construction site out in the middle of nowhere, and standing there was a guy that had been fired off the job, I believe, before Keith was ever hired, who seized the construction truck and opened fire. And our plans for marriage and raising a family, we were set to elope shortly after that. It just was all gone in one moment.
5: It really does uh, raise that question in everyone's mind, I think, that you raised a moment ago, which is, you know, why, why does this happen to a guy like Keith? Why does it happen to a guy like this young husband and father involved in this case? Just last week, I, I heard that a-, a-, a wonderful woman that I have gotten to know uh, through my television work has cancer. And I-, and I found myself thinking, why is it always somebody Wonderful. And, and I, it's it's something that, uh, you know, psychology doesn't have the answer for that. That's a philosophical question.
1: Yeah, well, you know, Joe Scott Morgan, um, you and I have the same religious bent, And in our world, nobody ever promised us that life would be easy. And in fact, our example says that life is going to be hard. So I guess that's the answer, right? Life is is not always going to be easy. There are going to be steep hills we have to carry very often with a very heavy burden on our back. But then there are the moments of happiness, too. So I guess that's really the answer to it, right?
4: Yep. It rains on the just and the unjust, Nancy. And it's uh, you never know uh, where, where misfortune is going to fall. You, you really don't. Uh, and you, you have to stay steadfast in, in that and in, in the fact that uh, you have some kind of greater hope. We don't have any control. Oh,
1: those two children, though, Joe Scott, these two babies, I mean, it's just overwhelming to me. And I think about this guy with a, a child being born. He'll never know two little children growing up without their dad. There is no replacement. There might be a fill-in, but there's no replacement for your dad adopted or biological you know it's just i just i hate it the only thing i can do now is seek justice nancy grace crime stories signing off goodbye friend